ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining for February 2021. It is I, Nathan Thomas, joined by the one and only Justin Picker. Justin, how are you today? I'm doing great. Um, Nathan, you might be the one who's like, eh, doing good, but a little <laughs> on edge, I think. Oh, definitely on edge. So, the dear listeners, we are recording this on January 22nd. This is the dead center, if you will, of baby watch for me, uh, 2021, because our baby, uh, we've had some contractions. We've had a trip to the hospital already for labor reasons. Um, but you know, the baby has decided that it does not yet want to say hello. It is taking some time to get ready and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, just to make sure it's ready before it comes out into the cold that is January to meet us. But yeah, it, uh, it's been like DEFCON, what is it? Is, is it like one the lowest? DEFCON one? I can't remember how that works. I oh, think it's number one. I think, I think one is the worst. Yeah, I think it starts at five. Yeah, so that's what it's been like here. Um, actually, right now, uh, Grandma is here. Um, because of the whole COVID situation, you know, she's kind of here a little bit early. Um, because we're we're thinking that maybe she'll come this weekend, but we don't know. Uh, it could be <laughs> later in the week. We don't know what's going to happen. So, but but Grandma is here currently. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, any minute. So if if for some reason the podcast is cut short, yep, that's dear why. Listener, you know what's happened. If if Justin, you know, just kind of rides it out at the end. And yeah, says, there you go. You know his his final thoughts. You know we're we're halfway through it, but uh, I have to excuse myself. Uh, that that is the reason why, but hopefully, um, you know, she doesn't come in the next hour or so, so we can get this discussion yeah. out for our listeners. Uh, but, dear Justin, thank you for for that, by the way. But tell me, what have you been entertained by recently? Before we get into our main discussion of Soul for this week or yes. for this month, yes, this month, um, I have been watching. Uh, what have I been watching? Um, well, I've been wa- I just watched the t- well. I'm not finished watching it, but I've been watching the Tiger documentary on HBO. Um, it's good. It's Tiger Woods, right? Tiger Woods. Yep. Um, yeah. It's not like a Lion King offshoot. Yeah, no, no, and it's not, not the- a Tiger King offshoot. Or yeah, like, exactly. Netflix show. I haven't watched it yet. The Tiger King. Yes, I got that confused <laughs> in our uh, PSVG Discord. Um, it's good. It's good uh, sports documentary. Um, a lot of his early accomplishments were kind of went over my head because I was not into golf at the time. I'm not into golf that much now, but I just didn't follow the sport at all back then. So, um, kind of cool to get a recap of his whole progression. Um, and then I have been watching WandaVision, um, mm. which I, I believe we will try to do an, ep- uh, an episode on when that kind of all ends and we get the season finale. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Justin. Right, straight up. There is nothing right now that I would rather do than talk about the first three episodes in WandaVision. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It is good. It is yes. Um, and and thing is, we don't even we can talk about it briefly because there's not like a ton of spoilers we have to get into. Because the spoilery stuff of the show is like five percent of the show right now. Ninety five percent of the show is just this awesome. Uh, recreation of 50s, 60s, 70s sitcoms with mm. these two modern day um, um, characters. So I, I too am absolutely loving it. Um, even my wife's uh, enjoying it. 
Uh, we just watched episode three tonight, and um, but I have a feeling it's going to be a funner discussion if we wait until the end and we get mm-hmm. more of the story and the clear picture. Yes, yep, because um, the story's obviously unraveling more and more every week. So it's definitely one of those. It, sometimes it's fun to binge shows. Sometimes it's fun to wait a week and talk it over with every, everyone at work, and you know, even talking about it with my wife and you know, discuss and see what we think is going to happen next week. So, uh, that's been it really, you know, other than the usual office and stuff like that. So I like it. I like it. So as far as stuff that I've been entertained by and watching lately, uh, so like, like we've mentioned, I have been watching one division. I'm, I'm caught up on that fully, you know, only three episodes in, so it's not too bad, but you know what my wife and I got, we have been using a service called Philo, which is a $20 a month TV service. Um, it gives you live TV and, you know, some VOD stuff. But the only things that we were really watching on there were, like, Comedy Central things for me. Or for her, it was, like, HGTV. Or the both of us, we like to watch Food, food Channel, like the Food Network, or cooking. But, you know, 20 bucks a month is a little stuff. You know, it's a little, little tough to take. So... You know what we did, Justin? I canceled Philo. Oh, my goodness. It's a bold move, you may yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. You may say, you may say what are you going to do? You, you're watching it. You canceled it? I'm like, yes. Yes, I did. But here's what we did. So Discovery Plus was recently launched, which includes all the content you can find on the Food Network. That means, like, all 30-some seasons of Guy's Grocery Games and, <laughs> you know, Beat Bobby Flay and all her, her HGTV, she's, uh, HGTV shows. So we have all that. Plus, as new episodes are airing, they're being added into the service. So it's kind of like, you know, every week or so you can go and you can check and there's new episodes for all her shows. Plus, there's originals. Um, she's a fan of the um, the people that used to do renovations, Mongolia or Magnolia or something like that, people. Uh, I don't I don't know. Magnolia, I think. Is the only, the only, uh, only couple, celebrity couple that does that, I know, are the games people. Yes. Chip and Joanna Games. Yes. Okay. Magnolia, so I don't know where you got that from. Yeah, so she's a fan of them, and their company is Magnolia something. Oh, okay, there you go. There's the connection. Okay. And so they have a show called Magnolia Table, and they're doing some other other things. So you know that is only available on Disney or on Discovery Plus. Okay. So I went ahead and subscribed to that. We got the um, the ad free version, which I think is like seven bucks a month. And let me tell you, Justin, this is not a paid endorsement by any means, but I'm going to tell you right now. If only. There is so much content on that service. Like, if you like the shows on Discovery or the shows on Food Network or the shows on the Cooking Channel or HGTV, uh, True TV or Sci-Fi or all those things, there is a ton of content on this service, and they continue to add to it, too. So I do say, if, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, uh, check out they have a seven-day trial if it's see if it's for you. And I enjoy having the no ads because you can just watch a show like, for instance, we'll put on a show of, like, you know, Beat Bobby Flay or, or, or Guy's Grocery Games or something like that. At the end of the night, before we go to bed, no commercials, just the show. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a nice watch. It's good background TV, as PSVG's Kevin Austin would say. You make a very uh, compelling argument for getting the service. I'm very impressed. Um, I'm a fan of Food Network stuff. Um I might have to look into this. this uh, I, I feel like I have enough streaming services as it is and enough stuff to watch 
but um, there always is a lull at some point, and I, I feel like this is that perfect, just, yeah, backlog of everything on Discovery and everything on the Food Network, and um, yeah, uh, my wife's been getting more and more into cooking shows, as she's become more and more of a baker and cooker, so, mm-hmm. hmm, very interesting. Especially right now, like, during the whole COVID-19 yeah. pandemic and all that stuff, we're all trapped at home, and so we're all making our own foods anyway. So, like, we've been watching the Food Network getting ideas and, and kind of, like, thinking about recipes or things that we want to try. By no means are we trying to say that we're anywhere near as good as the worst cook on those shows. Um, but we, we enjoy, like, just watching it and just the, the variety and the foods that they bring up. So those are always fun. And then, you know, she's always loved the, the, the HGTV-type shows where they're doing remodels or renovations, yeah. which makes a lot of work for me, usually. But... Uh, it's 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 an interesting service. Like I think like the base price is five bucks if you want the ad version, but it's only like seven bucks, so two dollars more if you want the ad free version, which I hundred percent advocate ad free. I like it. Oh, but what what I also did was because I canceled Philo, my my child likes to watch like you know Blaze, uh, and the Monster Machines or you know Nickelodeon shows, Paw yep. Patrol, things like that. Yep. So that was on Philo. But there were only, like, you know, a handful of episodes, like 10 episodes of Paw Patrol or something, right? So the other thing that we did, because we got rid of Philo, was I signed up for a year of CBS All Access. And I signed up for the ad-free version for a year, which was 100 bucks. But when you think about it, it's like only like 8 bucks a month for, for that service, too. So he gets to watch Doc Mix... No, no, Doc is on Disney. He gets to watch uh, Dora the Explorer blaze and all this other stuff and it's all included plus i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but star trek discovery is on there um star trek picard is on there there's there's the new twilight zone series which is interesting uh so there's there's original content but there's news on that front too that is going to be rebranded as paramount plus Mm -hmm. in the in the coming weeks here so they're going to add more content to it, rebrand it to Paramount Plus. Why is everything plus now, Justin? It's all just plus. We, this plus. They want to let you know that they're adding something to your life, Nathan. <laughs> Without them, we would be nothing. But they want to add. They want to, you know, give a little plus to our life. I don't know if I'm going to buy that. Psycho <laughs> game, psychology games. I don't know. Um, yeah, psychological games. Yeah, I. Uh, um, it's weird. We're like, we're, it's like cable companies and cable plans. Like, kind of everyone decided we're cutting cable, right? Like five in the last ten years, let's say, probably a lot more in the last five years. But all the cable companies are like, eh, we we kind of need like liked those cable plans. Let's let's but let's try to get to the consumer directly. So it's like slowly but surely we're getting every single channel is having their own. Mm-hmm. But that's what people have been asking for this whole time is they want piecemeal. They want to choose, pick yeah. and choose what they want to watch. Um, so if you decide you don't want to watch Discovery or Food Channel for a couple months, take it off and sign back up for it. Um, mm-hmm. The Paramount uh, or CBS All Access turned it into Paramount Plus. Um, that's interesting because they're obviously rebranding it to maybe add some more movies um, and make you feel like it's a more of a cinematic um, service. Um, I think they're trying to make it more of a premiere sounding because like Disney Plus is like, oh, it's Disney. Yeah. And I think they're trying to kind of be like, oh, hey, look over here to Paramount, you know, because 
Paramount maybe carries some more weight than Disney. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if that's I think true it carries more weight than CBS. I mean, everyone knows what CBS yeah. is, but CBS is just Channel 3 or, or 6. Or, you know, it's it's just the cable channel. You throw Paramount on there, and they're like, oh, I like big budget movies, you know, big big money. You know, Top big. gun? Yep, yeah. Exactly. So um, is, is Paramount... They're the the stars above the mountain. Is that Paramount? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lots yeah, stars above the mountain. Lots of stuff happening with all these different enter, entertainment apps. We'll call them. Yeah. So, what better time than now to have an entertaining podcast, right? About all these things are going to be streaming absolutely to you, to your face very soon. Like you know, we got HBO and all these other things. I think I I added up all my streaming services. You know, Netflix is the most expensive streaming service that I have right now. I believe didn't it's like they seventeen bucks? Yeah, and they did they just raise their prices again? It, it seems like they're raising their prices on a more consistent basis. So um, yeah. it's like once a year they're like adding you know a dollar more or whatever. So um, yeah, and I think I've seriously gone five months or so without even launching the app. <laughs> so yeah, like there's like fifty bucks that I could have like not spent on it, but there yeah. are times that I, um. Well, and I, I've gone down the true millennial path of um, me and I've I borrow someone's Netflix um, account, <laughs> so I don't pay for Netflix. I don't pay for Hulu. We share that with, and basically I share my HBO account with them, um, and it all works out. But they never watch the HBO account, so it works out really well for me. <laughs> there you go. Ah, uh, boy. Okay, but you know all these pluses. The one plus that I don't think I could ever unsubscribe from or live without is Disney Plus. Uh, there is so much good content there. Like we talked about, WandaVision is is coming out really well. They've got a lot of the Marvel movies on there. Not all of them yet, but a yeah. lot of them. Uh, they have the Star Wars movies on there. They have The Mandalorian, which we discussed last episode. And they have our show for this week, our movie for this week, which is Soul. That was, due to the pandemic released directly to uh, Disney Plus. It bypassed theaters. Or, or did it actually release in theaters day and day? It did they not. bypass uh, completely, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, they did, yep. Okay. So yeah, with, with Mulan, they released in some select theaters as well as the premiere access, but this one was straight up into Disney Plus. It was originally scheduled to be a, a release in the theater, which, you know, I think if it would have been, it would have been a hit. It would have been a, a great movie. To, to go there, and we'll get into our discussion here a little bit. But, Justin, tell me a little bit first, before we get into our discussion on the movie itself. The distribution. Um, some people um, named Christopher Nolan, let's say. Let's just throw his <laughs> name out there. Yeah. For seem example. to think that... <laughs> yeah, for example. Seem to think that this is a terrible way, and that this is the worst thing that any movie house can do. Uh, is to release a movie into a streaming service because it does not allow it to be viewed as the director intends. Uh, for instance, Wonder Woman 1984 was released into HBO Max day and date, along with its theatrical counterpart. And at the same time, uh, there was a lot of discussion with, with Christopher Nolan and him saying that that's a, you know, a terrible thing, a travesty, if you will. And he basically has stated that uh, he would rather you go to a theater and get COVID, uh, possibly, uh, rather than watching a movie streaming in your house. What do you feel about that? How do you feel about 
the shifting landscape that we're seeing and the possible changes that we're seeing for distribution methods of new movies. So I miss movie theaters a lot. Um, that's I historically I see a couple movies with my wife every year, and I see every Marvel slash comic book movie with a buddy of mine. Um, so I would go to the movie theater fairly often, um, and there is a certain energy that you get from watching a movie in a movie theater. Um, I think you you completely miss that energy at home. Um, you know, there's nothing like watching, a, I mean, a Marvel movie that's got a lot of comedic moments, and the whole, you know, you got a theater full of hundreds of people, you know, all laughing at all the jokes and cheering. You know, seeing Endgame uh, opening night was just, it was an experience that, I, you know, it would not have been the same at home. With that said, I think I'm actually able to take a more critical look at the movies I'm watching at home because I'm missing that energy uh, over the movie theater. Um, I maybe not swayed by what everyone else in the theater is feeling at the time. Um, you know, if I'm sitting at home, I'm just like, um, two things could happen. I'm either distracted because I'm at home and the kid's running around and I'm looking at my phone or whatever. So I'm not getting quite the experience or I'm just, I'm paying attention to the movie, but I'm all by myself. So I'm not getting any, you know, social feedback from how I should feel about the movie. Um, so that could be a good thing or a bad thing for your movie. There's uh, definitely movies I've seen in theaters thought that was really great watched it like three months later at home and i was like that movie was not that great (laughs) um i it has definitely happened it's happened the opposite way for me as well um so i can understand why some directors would be upset that it's not the way the film was meant to be watched um but i don't it's it's a minuscule thing to me it's i abs i think some of his uh, Christopher Nolan's comments specifically were a little frustrating because I actually haven't seen a lot of his movies um, in theater. I caught a lot of them later on and at home, and I enjoyed them a lot. I love almost um, a good majority of his films, and I've watched them. I own the Blu-rays, and I've watched them several times over and over and over again with my wife and. We enjoy his films at home. So I think it's a little frustrating to hear him say, well, you sh-. it's almost like he's invalidating my feelings for enjoying those movies at home. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a little frustrating. But at the same time, I you know, it's art, and it's ultimately part of their art, and they expected it to be seen one way, and it wasn't. So um, I think when studios are not telling them about it and just throw uh, pulling the rug from underneath these um, creators feet. I think that may be what sparked such a outrage from directors like such as Christopher Nolan. Maybe if they'd known ahead of time a little bit, like, okay, this is the only way people are going to be able to enjoy my movie. I get it. But as far as I know, that was very much a day just with a flip of a switch made that decision. Um, and when I say they, I mean, um, Warner Brothers, yes, mm-hmm. um, and really to choose the real AT and T, yes, ultimately AT and T, um, but it would be the 
the new head of Warner Brothers Media. Um, I think he's actually somewhat new to his position, and um, I think uh, I've actually there's a really good interview. Um, I might have to look him up, but really good interview with him um, from uh, on Pol- or on the Verge um, from one of the Verge pod- podcasts and. He kind of says that's the way the future is going to be, and I'm I'm the first to do it, and I might get a lot of hate for it, but um, this is the way we think things are going. So, yeah, that's kind of my long-winded thoughts on theater versus home. Um, but also, yeah, I'm already paying for the service. It's kind of nice to <laughs> skip out on the $20 or $30 that nice. I'd be spending at the mm-hmm. theater. Mm-hmm. Nice to already have the the expense budgeted if you will yes yep so this movie soul that we're going to talk about came out on december 25th which uh 2020 by the way for those that are listening in the far distant future uh we were in the middle of pandemic we are in the middle of pandemic and nobody in their typical right mind except for christopher nolan (laughs) uh, would be going to a film theater uh, to see anything right now like i personally i'll speak for myself and I, I tend to travel out to a theater a lot. I will not go to a theater for quite a while, probably. I don't even know if I'm going to go see Bond in the theater, which is the new Bond film has now been announced to come out in November of 2021, which is 10 months from now. And I'm still, as I sit now, not sure if I would plan to go see it because there's just too many variables at this point. There's there's a lot of things happening, a lot of moving plates. Plus, I'm going to have a 10-month-year-old at that point. So i got to put the family into consideration, make sure that there's no issues there, trying to bring home anything back. If I were to go out to venture to watch a, a two-hour-long movie with a crowd of people of who knows what. So those things said, we were given this movie into Disney Plus on December 25th, the same day, mind you, that they also put Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max, and I did watch both movies on December 25th. Uh, I watched Wonder Woman first, and then I watched Soul second. When did you watch Soul, sir? I watched Soul first um, on uh, Christmas Day. Um, I think you should have flipped those. (laughs) um, I didn't watch Wonder Woman for a couple weeks, I think, actually. Um, That's not a bad bad choice. (laughs) I waited to watch that one. Uh, Soul was almost immediate. I knew I wanted to watch it, and it's a kid friendly show kids awake i can we we can watch it as a family it was a it was a nice way to spend christmas honestly mhm yeah it was i mean it's nice to have a nice new family friendly movie to watch yes that is just you know on on disney it's like hey here you go your your home is a family and here's something to watch yes uh, entertaining very entertaining um and apparently a lot of people thought it was entertaining um, so I actually have some numbers from the, the week that, that, um, that soul was released. So this would be like December 21st to December 27th. I have the top 10 streamed shows or movies, and this is like per minute. So, um, this is how many minutes a show or a TV show has been streamed in total. What number do you think soul is on this list? Now, is this counting, like, TV shows, too? Yes, yep. For that week? I mean, it's got to be pretty high. I would think they'd probably be in the top five. It is in the top five. 
Um, in fact, it is number one um, oh, wow. for that week. Um, 1.7 billion minutes streamed for that during one. So that's only one week. Which, again, Wonder Woman, big superhero movie, comes out the same day. Yep. And this is number one. So there's a caveat. So this is from Nielsen, um, and they actually did not have HBO Max in their rating oh, okay. system yet. So there's no um, – and I don't think I looked. HBO Max has not, like, released numbers for those kind of numbers. They did release that um, – how many apps were downloaded, basically. I think a lot of these companies are basing the success of these shows and TV and movies on, like, how many more downloads are we getting and how many more subscribers. <laughs> um which again, Disney um, Disney Plus had 2.3 million new app downloads um, before following Soul's release, and HBO Max only had 554,000, so quite a bit less. So I uh. think Wonder Woman is, I think Soul is the big winner here. Um, and guess what? The number one TV show that's what uh, streamed is. So uh, I think I know this, and I think it's The Office. It is, and because okay. The Office is just timeless, yeah, man. it's so it is. good. Soul, so Soul got one point seven billion. How many minutes do you think people spent streaming The Office during one week, mind you? So during one week, I mean, there's a ton of episodes, and it's of the Christmas. Office. It's Christmas break that week. I think that's why you're seeing such high numbers during that one week. Um, one point seven billion for Soul. Let's let's say. Around seven hundred million for The Office. One point four billion. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> love The Office. Apparently, yeah. Followed by uh, Bridgerton, which I have not watched, is also on Netflix. Uh, the Midnight Sky, um, that was that George Clooney end of the world movie on Netflix, and The Mandalorian rounded out uh, number five for the for that week. Um, and that was Mandalorian was fifth. Yep. With one wow. billion minutes streamed, so that's that's no slouch. That's pretty good. No, well, and you look at the Mandalorian has sixteen episodes total. The Office has one hundred ninety-two. Um, mm-hmm. So it just it's it's a numbers game at some point too. Where it's, everyone loves The Office, and they've got a ton of episodes to watch. So uh, I just I was I was not surprised that Soul had the most uh, watched. I guess I was compared to like some TV shows, but I mean it's a it's a new Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Like, what's more iconic than, like, Disney and Pixar? Plus, you're talking, like, a $5 a month service. Yes. And it's Disney. Yep. So, like, a parent will know that they can get Disney and pretty much whatever's on there that kids can watch, for the most part. Yeah. Uh, without, without you know, issue. So, it, it's, it's that's really cool to see. And, uh, honestly, it's it's interesting, right? Because, again, this is a Pixar movie. This is a big budget movie. You know, I had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget to make this, to make this film, and that's a typical blockbuster Hollywood budget that you would want to put out in the theater and get your recoup your cost. But for them to be able to be able to say, "Hey, we were the number one streaming platform the week this movie came out," is pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, and they can correlate that to their stockholders as you know app downloads or minutes watched or whatever. Uh, basically that validates the streaming platform and the release mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, it's the whole industry is shifting to, um, how many viewers are we getting and how many minutes are they staying with our service? Um, and you look at probably how much money Netflix puts in all their programming. 
Um, and if, so, of course, they're going to have a lot of the, um, you know, top watched shows and, and movies. Um, mm-hmm. But Disney Plus doesn't have that much original content. It's just really good original content right now, um, and but at a much cheaper price. I wonder if Hamilton is going to spike after the inauguration. <laughs> I I I'm I'm positive there was a, a spike there for sure because it was talked <laughs> about um, quite a bit um, during the inauguration. So um, yeah. shout out to Amanda Gordon, Port Gorman. Yeah, that was a pretty pretty good poem that yes. she had as well. Yes. Which uh, Lin Manuel Miranda he just tweeted yes yeah with an exclamation point after that look yeah I, I'm sure he heard his echoes in there but uh, absolutely she did a very fantastic job on that poem. All right, so Soul that we've been dancing around the bush a little bit, but let's get into this movie here. So Soul is based on we're following an individual, uh, Joe Gardner. Uh, he is in New York City. He is a jazz teacher that we meet him as. Um, but he he suffers a uh, an unfortunate accident one day after getting his big break he falls in a well not a well uh, he falls in a manhole uh, there's some construction happening he falls in it and he ends up in a in a hospital bed and basically he's 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 kind of dead in a way he's he's not quite dead but he's kind of in that in that point where he he could go either way he could, yeah and he he becomes the soul. Uh, which is a gonna be a mentor for a new soul, like a new baby that was about to come. Uh, so that is the premise of this movie. So he will take his his life experiences, which he is he is a, a mentor like those of uh, Nelson Mandela or Joan of Arc or uh, other famous people that we've seen uh, in in history that have tried to to mentor different ones, uh, and he is. Of that elk, yes. So that's that's the premise that we find ourselves in here. Um, what did you think of the premise itself? So going in, I didn't know much about the movie besides um, I'd been paying attention to it. I knew it was about jazz, and I had seen the little blue soul character, um, but I also seen a lot of the in real world stuff, um, and I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Um, I thought it was it's a great premise. Um, and we'll get into a little more as we discuss further, but like there's uh, a lot going on here um, and a lot of um, introspective thinking um, that happens when you're watching this movie. Um, because really this, the, that's, that's what's happening on screen, but really what we're watching as a man um, kind of coming to grips with what, uh, what his soul is, what his purpose is. Um, and uh, I think everyone thinks they know what their purpose is, or he at least does. Um, and maybe he finds out that his purpose is something different, or there's more to meaning to life. Um, there was a lot of times when I was watching this movie, I was like, what? What's the lesson here? <laughs> What's, there's a lot of lessons I could try to take out. It's not that I'm, someone's trying to teach me something, but obviously creators and story writers have something going on in their own life that leads to what's on the page. And what ends up in the movie, um, and I was constantly asking that question while watching this. So I gotta say, it looked like incredible. Mm-hmm. This is, I I think this is the best best looking Pixar um, movie in my opinion. Um, it could just because it's the newest, so they have the latest um, technology and all that. 
Um, and you also saw it in HDR and 4K, probably. I did, and I just got this new television, a new uh, Sony <laughs> um, television. Not um, not an OLED, but still very, very um, good mid-range. Um, and uh, this is the first television that, like, blacks are black. Um, <laughs> um, and that's, like, the thing that, like, I think starts separating, like, lower-end TVs to higher-end TVs. And... Um, Joe goes to the great beyond or, or the, you know, in between, you know, the afterlife and the real world, there's a lot of black and there's a lot of white and there's a lot of very contrasty colors. Um, and it just absolutely pops on my new television. Um, and in HDR and HD 4k, it's, it looks really great. Even it's just, you know, it's just streaming, obviously I'm sure it would look a little bit better on a nice 4k Blu-ray, but, um, streaming on the surface looks absolutely incredible. Um, and I like that we end up throughout the movie going to both, both art styles, really the afterlife and then like real, their take on a real world and realistic, um, like realism. So, mm-hmm. um, how, what did you think about the, just kind of the base concept and base of this movie? So going into it, I honestly just thought it was a movie about music. Uh, so going into it, I didn't watch any trailers or anything, but I was like, hey, this is a new movie called Soul. I'm going to watch it and see what it's all about. And then it goes into, you know, the whole premise of, of we, you know, we discussed it there with the, the souls teaching each other, guiding one another. But I was expecting, you know, this to be a movie about music and a, and a guy finding his soul in music. And in a way, that, that does happen, but it's... M- it's not really about finding one's soul, but really just finding enjoyment and purpose and just enjoying the life as it comes and hits you. Um, which, you know, soul music is all about just going with the feeling and the flow and whatever happens, happens. And that's definitely kind of how, how we see him teach 22, which is the, the mentee that he's given how to how to deal with life how to go with life because his life is completely ordinary yes when you compare it to other ones that that these mentors are um but his life is completely ordinary you know just talking about going to you know teaching somebody how to play an instrument but then having a really good discussion with that little girl about you know i'm gonna quit and then you know hold on can you listen to this and then talking about it and understanding her love for music and then getting the haircut and talking about life and just how things evolve and the conversation and goes different places. Uh, it was really interesting and really cool to see how that all happens and, and seeing how this, this 22 soul, if that's what we're calling them, uh, just discovers things, yeah. you know, and how they're, how they're, how they're understanding life and how it's taking place in for, for her eyes and how you see the, the brilliantly animated reactions of Joe in the cat. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, the the way that they animated this movie, like you said, is, is beautiful. But also, the way they animated Joe's reactions when he's watching these things happen in the cat's face was really brilliant. Uh, when you take a second, just step back and look at that. Yeah. I mean, the whole middle section is just basically a body swap comedy. Um, mm-hmm. and watching him in a cat's body while she's possessing his body. Um, and the poor cat. 
the poor cat soul I think we actually see going into the great beyond. They show up for like a split second, so we're not, not really sure where the cat, if the cat ends up dead at the end of this movie or not. Uh, could be really dark, we don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, I, you're, you're right about just seeing his always reactions. Is That's where a good portion of the comedy comes from. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing, just thinking about this movie coming out the same day that Wonder Woman came out, there's also like a body invasion snatching yes. <laughs> aspect to that movie there too. Is. This movie does it a lot better. It's a, it's <laughs> Soul uh, does it a hundred percent better. It's definitely more harmless here than it is in yeah. in Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really um, I liked that whole section quite a bit. Um, in fact, that's um, it's one of my like gripes about the movie about Soul um, is I enjoy the real world stuff more than I enjoy the. Um, great Beyond or Great Before um, sections. With- Which I think is fine. I think that's perfectly okay because I think for me, the real heart of the movie is in the real world stuff. Yeah. That's that's where the human side is and that's really where we can connect better because the other stuff you can kind of understand what they're trying to get to. But the emotional connections, I think that makes a ton of sense for you to have that, that the better enjoyment watching the real world stuff because you can understand and relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I kind of just want to watch pixar do a, a, a you know two-hour adult drama but animated um like i would have been happy to see that in just the real world um but um it's a pixar movie it is um historically aimed at um younger audiences um which i i also enjoy i loved the comedy in the movie like we've talked about so it's hard where it's like i kind of wish i got more of that but at the same time how do you get all that comedy without doing the back and forth a little bit? Um, I think really the third act when they go back to the great beyond a little bit more, um, I, that's where it kind of is like, ah, this is a little bit too much. Um, I kind of wish the end wrapped up a little bit more neatly for me. Um, but also the real world stuff just looks again, it just, everything looks so good. And there's like actually there, there's, um, it's really interesting. Um, when this movie, when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, it's a movie about a guy's soul and he listens to jazz or he plays jazz. It's about music and it's about jazz music. And then I saw that the music, the score was going to be by Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, okay, I know he does scores and stuff, but like a score for a movie about jazz, I don't, he, that's, jazz isn't really his thing. If you've listened to any of his music or any of his, you know, composing um, stuff, it's, it's not jazzy. Um, but um, they also had John Batiste, um, who mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard of before this. Um, but you never heard of him? No, I hadn't heard of him. I'm not. You know, I don't listen to jazz and haven't. Um, you never watched a late show with Stephen Colbert? I do not. Is he is he on there quite a bit? Or he is he's the band leader. And oh, he, okay. Stephen Colbert tosses it to him like every show. No, I did not know that. I've not watched uh, since Colbert took over. So. Um, he did a great job. I, I love all of the jazzy sh- sections. I like the Trent Reznor sections, too. Um, it totally makes sense that he would do all the weird, creepy music for The Great Beyond. Um, and uh, the Terry character. His, like, creepy, foreboding music. Um, 100% sounds like a Nine Inch Nails song or something like that. You know, it's... it's um, but I love all the jazzy parts of the real world stuff with Joe and the cat, so... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the music, like you said, with Trent Reznor's score and everything in there was actually really well done, really, really good job. Um, I did want to mention on the audio side, since we're kind of getting there too, the the main two characters that we're with are Jamie Foxx, he voices Joe, and then Tina Fey, she voices um, 22, which was... So this is the first movie I think I've seen with Tina Fey where she isn't like a credited as a writer as well because she is a fantastic writer. But she did the voice of 22 in this one and she did a fantastic job. Like I did not know it was her until I saw it in the credits. Like it did not sound like her. Yeah, similar. Uh, I'll yep. just say that. But the other voices I I picked out like Richard Awade or how do you even name his name? Richard Awade. Uh from the IT crowd and also like the uh, Neighborhood Watch or The Watch or something like that and similar shows recently. Uh, he was in it as well. He was one of the, uh, what are they called? Uh, Jerry's? Yeah. They were called yep. Jerry's. Yeah. He was one of those characters. Okay. And, uh, I definitely picked him out like right away when I heard him because he's a very recognizable voice. But the the acting, the voice acting, like I said, I did not know it was Jamie Foxx and I did not know it was Tina Fey until the credits rolled. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how well they adapted to it and how really when when you put like a Pixar animation and a quality voice actor and someone who can really modulate the tone of the voice and the tenor of what their their deliveries, uh, the emotion that you can get out of that. And Pixar movies are always known for the emotion, right? Oh, yeah. They're always known for, you know, getting you to have some sort of reaction or connection to this computer-generated visual that you're seeing on the screen. Uh, and this is no exception to the way that they did Soul because the the way that they had the story, it's such a human story. Finding one's purpose, finding your connection, your spark, uh, I think is what they call mm-hmm. it in, in the movie. Uh, and just kind of just going through the life experience and understanding that, like those normal experiences, that is life. And also, you know, making sure like you look beyond the superficial. You know, the haircut sequence. I love the haircut sequence because, you know, he's always like, oh, oh, just talk about this thing and music and whatever, and, well, you know, he'll be fine. But the way that 22 approaches it when she's in his, his body is like, hey, tell me about yourself. Tell me about this. And you get to understand a little bit more about that character. And he becomes alive to you and, and someone that's in, the, in that world, which you think about real-life scenarios and situations. Not so much right now because of the whole everybody's at home and sheltering in place. But, like, going to a haircut shop can be an experience if you just talk to them about something more than just, like, the weather, right? You, you just kick up a conversation about, hey, tell me about, you know, what what's what's your background? What are you into? And that is life, man. Those are the connections. Life is about the connections that we make and, and the, the opportunities that we take that you can just let pass by you and turning mundane situations into life-changing events. That's what this movie is about. And that's, that's the message I get. I'm, I'm kind of rambling now, but I want to toss it out to you to kind of see what, what you kind of take as far as the messages that you get out of this film. No, I think I got something really similar. And I think they, they paint that picture when Joe gets what he wants. He thinks what all he wants to do in this world is play music. Um, and he finally gets a he begs claws his way back to the real world, back into his own body, and gets what he wants. He's a jazz musician. He plays jazz with someone very famous to him. 
but then he goes home and he, he's still feeling empty inside. Um, and that's when he starts to look at, he starts to, I think he's actually feeling, um, what 22 was feeling or seeing while she was in his body. Um, cause you actually see from his perspective, um, or what her, what would have been her perspective, like experiencing the simple joys of life. Um, you know, the guy playing music in the subway station or the watching trees drop, um, you know, the little airplanes or the helicopters. So like, um, so it's definitely pointing you in that direction of like, maybe Joe is too fixated on this, what he thought his purpose in life was. Um, and he has this great like monologue. Um, um, I really like this moment in the movie when they have to get help from his mom. Um, and they go to the yeah. go to his mom's shop, and she doesn't want to help him out with this dream because she, I think, she realizes what maybe he doesn't is that he doesn't to be successful in life or have a happy life. He doesn't need to complete this dream of playing jazz as you know as in a band. Um, he's teaching kids, which is a phenomenal thing by itself. Um, but uh, they do this cool thing where even though 22 is still in his body, he tells her exactly what to say to his mom. And then we actually hear it from his voice. It's one of the few times in the movie that like, even though 22 is in his body, we actually hear Jamie Foxx's voice explaining to his mom. Like, I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, uh, what does he say? Um, I don't want it to be all for nothing kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, you know, you can see it breaks her heart that he would think that way. Um, but really cool moment of like you know a father, of um, a son and mother relationship, um, and um, she you know it's it's her son so of course she's gonna end up supporting him and they put him in the his dad's suit and all that um, and it's a really great moment but I I really do like that um, but it still turns out he didn't that's not what he needed that's not what really sparked joy in his life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in the very, I really like the way the movie, like the absolute, the final ending, um, obviously spoilers, we've been spoiling a lot of things, but, um, he gets his, um, he gets his life back. Basically the Jerry's, uh, they say, you know what, you're awesome. We're going to give you your life back. Um, and we don't know what he does with it. They say, what are you going to do with your life? And he says, I'm not, I don't know. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. We know he steps back and he takes the deep breath and that's the end. And it's like, we don't really know what he's going to do with his life. He could go on to play jazz that night or he could focus on his teaching career. We don't know. Um, but I think it's obvious that he's going to enjoy the smaller things in life, which I think that's the message I like the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of messaging in this movie, right? And it's it's interesting. it's an interesting time for it to come out. When, when we can kind of take a chance to examine our lives and really see the things that matter to us. Because like him, right, he, he looks at this jazz opportunity. He's been chasing after it for a long time, and he really wants to get it. And now he has that chance, and he gets the chance, and he nails it. He does a fantastic job. And then what's next is like, we're just going to do it again the next night, and then the next night, and then the next night. And then it gets into the cycle of, of then like, oh, well, this is... I, I thought I'd feel something else, right? And, you know, we can get sucked into that ourselves, right? If we're chasing after something and it's like, well, 
my life isn't really necessarily changed. I mean, what's what's next? What's now? Like you need to find those those things in your life that mean more to you than you know a music gig or a job or a degree or whatever it is that you're going for because the other the things that make life aren't those but the interactions that you have like we've touched on before and this this movie does a really good job at sending that message home and and just you know delivering it in a way that's relatable and that we can all kind of understand and see yeah. and it's it's as much for adults as it is for kids because I mean we're we're talking this on a level <laughs> like you know a kid yeah it's never like gonna a, understand you know, a ten year old would not yeah. think of it as they would just think of it as an entertaining flick but like man there's there is just heavy heavy life messages in here and it's just told masterfully and like uh, credit to the director and the writers and everybody involved in this because I was just surprised at how how well the message was delivered and how well crafted they they were able to take this and the one thing that I would critique it as is is the ending so you talked about it you know this ends with him being able to get his life back but I see that ending this is just this is me projecting my viewpoint on the movie I see that ending as now we as the viewer are in his shoes and we understand like what are we gonna do with our lives I don't know but maybe we have a fresh set of eyes to view things through and to take that next step and to take that next breath and just go and not you know not know what's coming and just expect the unexpected right but this I would have liked it better for the film's sake for them to take the stance of okay you know, these are the rules that we've set in place. You're dead. Like the whole movie was going towards he escaped his death. And at the end, they decide, ah, you're okay. You can you can just go do your own thing. We've we've tricked the other guy into into letting mm-hmm. you live. If if they would have, you know, gone ahead and continued with their rules, I think the movie would have even had more of an impact and and, and so like, look we don't always get that second chance. You don't always get the things you want, but in this particular case, you do in this movie. I, I, I would have preferred, I think, for him to stay in the great beyond as a mentor. Yeah. Something like that to kind of take that a different. I, to it. I but definitely thought, I thought, I definitely thought that's how it was going to end. Um, cause, uh, he is selfless in the very, he's uh, for once in the entire movie, he's selfless at the very end. He he did steal the basically the the past to get back to Earth, back to his body. Um, that's when he had, when he has this realization that maybe it wasn't worth it. Um, but he becomes selfless at the point, and he his goal is just to get twenty two back to Earth because he knows that she belongs there now. Because um, she's found her spark, and she you know she deserves to go to Earth and live a happy life. Um, so I thought you know so he does that um he's on his way to the great beyond and um which is awfully a lot like a bug zapper by the way a little scary (laughs) (laughs) little Uh little horrifying um but uh you know the jerry shows up and i thought i thought they were going to offer him a position as a mentor but instead they offer him you know to go back to earth or whatever so uh i could definitely see that point um i think it was really just a reward for being so selfless um Mm -hmm. Which and it's a Pixar movie. You don't like to see the main character <laughs> yeah. dead. Yeah. 
Um, though in your scenario, um, instead of you know focusing on Joe dying, you could focus on Twenty Two's life and her beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, there is something good that came out of that. So that's my dog. <laughs> um, hey, it's okay. Um, yeah, I I the end's like not perfect, but I did still really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think it's interesting that like this entire movie, he's pretty selfish. Um, and completely selfish. And, like, yeah, all his, everything he does is all about and him. It's all about him, and it's all about this dream. Um, the whole reason he dies is because he's aloof, and mm-hmm. he's so focused on the fact that he just nailed this audition, so he falls into a manhole cover. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I, I do. It's good to see his journey to being selfless at the end. Um, yeah. But yeah, it definitely leaves you thinking. Um, I think it's the most adult Pixar movie yet. Um, I think Inside Out was also very. Their adults had a lot to think about with that movie. Um, mm-hmm. Inside Out is is a really good movie. I, uh, I definitely enjoy that one. Yeah, and just you know the whole premise is like so deep uh, there as well. But I do think that this one is is um, probably the mo- it, it really is <laughs> very close to just being an adult only film. Um, not that adult only kind of film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, where does this uh, rank for you on the list of Pixar movies? Let's just you know, you want to do. Uh, we don't have to go through all of them, but like you know, overall, is this is this an upper echelon of Pixar movies for you? It's it's definitely one that I would watch again. That I think has a, an interesting message and a good message. Um, so I would I would put it above like some of the. Um, like a bug's go life that, and go that. you know things like that and like the cars sequels and and stuff like that but i mean um and i, I confuse disney animation with pixar yeah, all the time me too but it's 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 one that i would watch again we'll yeah say that it's one that i wouldn't mind putting on and watching again whereas like you know like cars three i probably only ever seen once and i'll probably only ever see it once yeah. because like it's there's nothing about that movie that makes me want to go back to it but this one just has such an interesting message and is so well acted. Has great film, you know, filmography and also a film score, and just the way that this movie is put together is just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, from from a film perspective, it is worth watching again, and the fact that it's on Disney Plus means that it'll probably be on in the background one of these days, yep. and I'll probably just start watching it because my son just clicks the button to watch it. It was so uh, nice. I watched this movie, you know, yeah, on the day it came out. And then today I was like, all right, I'm going to pop it on uh, right after dinner and just kind of watch it while we're doing other things, playing with the kid and stuff. Um, it's so cool that movies like the, of this tier are just so easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Like, as far as in, in, the, in the tier of Pixar movies, it's really good. Like, it's in, it's in the top tier for me. Yeah. Uh, which I can't articulate what else is in the top tier just because there's so much and I haven't really thought about that yeah. much. But there's there's a lot in there. Like Inside it's if you like Inside Out, this is definitely right there with Inside oh, yeah. Out for me. That's another movie that I would watch again just because the message is so good. They do a very good job telling that. All right. Well, any final thoughts on Soul? I just phenomenal movie and um, I really enjoyed it. And it's on Disney Plus, so everyone should definitely give it a shot lots of laughs especially mm-hmm. the first time watching through there's a lot of really good gags in there so yeah a lot of a lot of good 
comedy in here as well as, as the life messaging like we've talked about. But definitely a lot of good comedy as well. Um, but for me, I, I think that this is just a, a great movie to watch. Uh, definitely one worth your while and worth your attention. Uh, give it a shot. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, subscribe for a month and watch this and The Mandalorian and WandaVision. You'll have a great month of content right there. So, next month, I'm not sure what's on the docket just yet because I honestly, with the baby and everything, have not been looking <laughs> into seeing what's coming out in February. Uh, but I do know that for March, releasing in March, is going to be a new Godzilla movie. Yes. Which looks fantastic. Uh, and that is going to be also releasing in HBO+. Plus. So, I'm thinking that we'll probably be discussing a, a Godzilla versus Kong in the future. But for the next episode of That's Entertaining, you'll have to stay tuned to the Twitter, uh, which is at EntertainingPod, to find out what we'll be discussing next time. Where can people find you on Twitter, Justin? I am at uh, Justy Pickles. Justy Pickles. I remember back when you were JPicky86. Yes, I have gone through some uh, uh, transformations, you could say. Um, but, uh, I've landed on Justy Pickles. I'm going to stick with it. Um, it's also my PSA, PSN name now. I'm going to kind of just switch everything over to that, uh, until I change my mind again in like three years. <laughs> well, that, that is just fine, sir. Uh, you can find me over on the Twitterverse at voiced by Nathan and, uh, uh, Spider Jedi everywhere else. If you want to game with me or anything like that. I don't know why you don't do that. I don't play multiplayer games very much anymore. It's all, it's all about the single player life and that 3080, which is, uh, powering my audio. So hopefully my audio sounds okay. Right yes. Now. I'm very jealous. And so are many other people. <laughs> You know, I just happened to be looking at Best Buy, and it was there, and I pressed the button, yeah, and I got it. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, Justin, and dear listeners, we thank you for joining us uh, for our discussion this week on Soul this month. I keep saying this week. Maybe it's a sign. Hmm. <laughs> uh, for this month on Soul, and next time we record, I will be a father again. Can you believe that? That's going to be crazy. I don't even know it's, what's happening in my world, in life. It's it's world. It's ah, it's words. Okay, we're we're done. We're we're, we're closing <laughs> out here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, Justin, thank you again for joining me. Uh, we hope that you have been and that you will be entertained.